Hello and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, and today I'm excited to have somebody on that I think we could totally geek out about a number of different things. So I'm very excited to have Ann Cardin on. One of the reasons also is because this woman has got some years of business and marketing and sales experience under her belt, um, over 41 years to be exact, and 30 some odd years of just being an entrepreneur. Now, with all of this expertise, y'all, she's built seven successful businesses and sold five. Okay, so she knows a thing or two about how to be an owner, how to be an operator, how to grow a team, how to do sales and marketing. So I'm super excited. Please help me welcome Anne to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. Hey, Anne. Thank you, Shay. So great to be here. So excited. I'm excited too, because uh, we can geek out about a bunch of different things in regards to (laughs) business and marketing and sales and like, you know, what platforms to use and, you know, what so many things. But, so many things. So many things. Um, but I think if we just kind of start out with something that is relevant right now in the world of business, and I would love to take get your take on it because you've been through ups and downs of the world and the marketplace and crashes and all kinds of things. Just and right few. now, just a few, right? And I mean, I think that's just... The only thing that is constant is business is change, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to know what it is it that you are seeing in the marketplace right now um, for coaches and consultants and B2B business owners. How are they dealing with inflation based on how people are buying right now? Should be people be cutting their prices? Should be increasing their prices? Do they change their offerings? Like, I would just love your perspective on what you see happening and working in the marketplace right now. Yes. So one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, and and I learned this, I don't know, 32 years ago in my first business, but when you work in a more premium market, they're not as affected by economy, like economic changes and downturns and things like that. And when I discovered this, it changed everything in my business. And it was also how I was able to actually expand to open three more businesses in the 2008 recession. I took out a loan. We put our home our, on the, uh, up for this loan. We, we put property, everything we owned. Basically, we took out a loan. And when I say me, my husband had to be a decision. <laughs> he had to also buy into that, obviously, even though I run my own business. But um, I decided instead of like putting all my eggs in one basket in one business when we had a huge recession and a very low end competitor came in that was like a quarter of the prices that I was charging in my health club. Um, I made the decision to go bigger. It's like go big or go home. And I, so I learned that strategy and also to stay in a premium market when something like this happens or hits because they're just not as affected. So when I expanded those businesses, we were in, you know, we were the highest in, in our market. Um, We were drawing in premium clients. So people that had wealth, people that were in affluent positions. And I just found that they, 
like it didn't matter what was going on because they had the money. And um, so I always wanted, people are always tempted to like cut, cut, cut. I say, rise up, rise up. You've got more in you. You've got things that people that are, that have money, they're still looking for things. They still need things. They're still moving forward. And in fact, they take advantage of markets like this. And so if you can capitalize on that and you can really rise up, you don't have to worry about, I mean, you really can create your own economy. That's not just a saying you truly can. Oh my gosh. I love that answer. Um, And it does. It's like, you're rising up, you're changing your perspective, you're going into a more affluent Mm. type of uh, marketplace. So instead of cutting and slashing your prices, who can you serve in this next level of marketplace that you might not actually be playing in right now? Yes, 100%. How does somebody go, okay, I'm I'm game and I'm interested. How in the world do I start kind of going about looking at that as an option? Yeah, but before I answer that question, I want to bring something else up. And that is, so we've seen a flood of people coming into the coaching consulting space, right? In the last several years. Here's the thing. Every market corrects itself over time. And so when there becomes a real saturation in a market, when the economic, uh, when there's an economic change, it starts filtering out which is a great thing for true experts. It's a great thing for people who are truly are exceptional at what they do because they will rise to the top. So the cream rises to the top. People that aren't completely invested in what they're doing in their business, um, in serving other people, they will go away. They won't make it. They won't survive. Um, it's kind of just the feaster, you know, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say feast or famine, that's not the right word, but but the survival of the fittest, that's what I was trying to, to think of. So that's the first thing. But how do you move into a bigger market? First of all, if you have been around for any length of time, you've got great results. You have done some great things. Most people are not leveraging that in the way that they can. They have maybe fallen into a lot of the low value traps that are out there in the coaching and consulting space on how to package market and sell their services. And they're missing all this bigger opportunity. So the first thing is really start thinking about how can I solve bigger problems for a better market? So where is the money? Like, where's the market with the money? And that might be in the same market and it might be you have to shift markets or industries. So you have to take a look at um, is the market that I'm in, is there opportunity in that market? And is the, is it a big enough opportunity? There might be a few people, right? We don't want the needle in the haystack. We want, is there a lot of opportunity here or do I need to completely shift? So a good example of this is when we had the pandemic. Um, I think about a marketing company that I was very, very, you know, I, I knew the guy really well and we had partnered on some things and he was specifically uh, targeting dentists. Well, that didn't work in the pandemic, right? They couldn't practice. They couldn't so show he, up. Yeah, they exactly. couldn't go in. So he had no choice but to shift industries and to shift markets. So that's a good example of what I'm talking about. There are always thriving markets in any economy. Find them. Where, who are the people that 
people will still they it, they will still invest like in the pandemic plumbers never went away right they were still doing their thing because people had to have plumbing they had to have if if their plumbing broke they had to have someone so there are recession proof kind of industries and businesses um and so look for and and even markets so look for those so do you need to shift markets or do you need can you just rise up with the market that you're in and go after a higher level client so that's the first thing to look at the second thing is okay what are the gaps and problems that they have now because it might be completely different from what it was when the economy was good so now they have this whole different set of problems a, a good example of this is in the pandemic nobody could do live stuff right you do events that yeah. was not something they could do so they had to shift into virtual mm -hmm. so if you could capitalize on that you were bulletproof. I mean, basically. So this is what you have to look at. You have to look at where is the opportunity. When I saw in the 2008 recession, when I saw all those businesses shutting down around me, I'm like, this is the opportunity. The market isn't saturated. But I also had to go into a better market when I made that decision. So it's looking for those gaps. That's the first thing. And then what do you have and, and how can you position yourself and package your services so that you can pull those people right into you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely love it. So, okay, we've, we've looked at the market. We now go, okay, this is where I want to go. This is the direction I want to head. Do you happen to have like a favorite social media platform that you use or um, how are you starting to connect with that audience? So I hesitate to say I do have a favorite LinkedIn, is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I help people get really high end premium clients. And so LinkedIn, you, I know you, Shay, that's where we connected. You're on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 43% of the world's millionaires are on LinkedIn. That's a big one. 63% of, you know, CEO decision makers are on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it's like 95% of Fortune 500 companies. So if you start looking at where those people are, and even LinkedIn, I think the average income is over $100,000 a year. So even employees, that work for companies that are in high level positions and in making good money, even like if you look at the tech space, even in tech, you know, they're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. So thinking about those types of places, um, LinkedIn is one of my favorite because hands down, you can find the best clients there. But how do you, how do you go about like leveraging it? Yeah, there's lots of ways. I mean, here's the thing. It's going to be different for everyone, depending on who your client is. And this is what a lot of people don't understand with their marketing is there's not a one size fits all. And when, for example, when I work with my clients, I have 10 or 12 different ways we can help them bring in clients. It's like we need to figure out what's going to be the best way for you to get in front of your ideal clients. It's um, like it ties in their personality. It ties in like what they're every, sad, if they're more. Yeah, of a and it has to work, work, right? <laughs> Right. It can't just be something they love, but it has to work. <laughs> I do, though. You and I align so much because when you're working at a higher level with higher level clients, 
you have to also step up your marketing strategies. You have to do what I call next level marketing strategies. And that means you're getting visible. You're building your brand. You're speaking. You're running virtual events. You're running live events. You're doing workshops. Like you're out there doing things in a bigger way and podcasting. We're doing it right now. All writing your book interviewing people, just showing up in much bigger ways. Those are the next level marketing strategies that you really need to have in place and you need to be doing when you're trying to bring in clients for $100,000, $50,000 or much more. They're going to, if they Google you, they want to see that you know what you're doing, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're you're planning on spending 50K, 100K with somebody, you want to make sure they know what they're doing and exactly. that they can get you the results that they're promising, whether they're promising it in an event or a program or, you know, coaching or consulting or what have you, right? You yes. have to be an expert and be able to get those results. Otherwise, you're not going to be charging those things much longer. Absolutely. So so that's just a big piece of it. But a lot of people are always looking for where's the next marketing strategy or the next marketing tactic. And I say, that isn't the right way to approach it. It's where are my clients and how can I reach them and how can I reach them with as little amount of time as possible um, by really leveraging your time. So. Yeah, right. Because when you start out in business, you're doing a lot of the one-on-one conversations. Yes right? Because you're new and you're figuring it out and it's beta testing it, right? But as you start to grow in business, that that money mountain, so to speak, or that profit plan changes because you've got the systems in place. You've got the structure that's been following you. And now it's like, how do I continue to scale, leverage, and grow, right? So I'm curious for for those that are going, okay, um, I'm, I'm looking to you know, simplify my sales. Everybody wants to get there quicker and faster and turn, you know, a prospect into a client. What are you seeing or what are you suggesting what's working right now to turn people uh, into from prospects into being eager buyers? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to really elevating your brand. I personally like to curate an audience. So I love doing my podcast. I love having all that out there. I'm a guest on podcast. Um, So there's a lot of things that I do, but when I'm really looking to bring in clients in in a way that is predictable and consistent, I want to leverage my time to do that. And so that is typically going to be an event of some kind. So I like to do, it is, I I do trigger events. So I do, um, I run, you know, we'll run, um, virtual events and we'll curate people into the room and I, we qualify them. And so we get, I don't go for the masses in my business. I go for quality. So quality over quantity is my motto, but, but when you bring the right people into the room and then you, you know, you show them the right things and you teach them the right things, then you can get clients. So those types of strategies are exceptional. A podcast though, you know, I have clients that have filled masterminds and brought in clients just from guesting on podcasts. So again, there's lots of strategies that work. Some are more leveraged. I would rather spend three hours in a workshop and sign up clients at the end of that workshop than be out there trying to find one client at a time. But that being said, I still do some of those things as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, events are absolutely a leveraged way of 100%. sales and conversion, right? Because you're you're doing the same conversation essentially instead of one on one, one to many. Yes. You know, so it, in my opinion, is one of the best ways. <laughs> it is the best. I mean, there is not a market at all that events don't work for. And even Shay, even before I came online and started building my business online, um, well, two things: speaking is one, yes. right? Yes. Getting out there and speaking, but you have to be speaking to the right people. So I used to speak at associations for my market. So if I was looking for a particular market, I would go speak at the association that was specifically for them. Mm-hmm. And also they had to pay to be in the association. So when you're in a situation where people are paying, you already know you have a more qualified person. So I did that, but I also curated events. I ran my own workshops, even if they were small, even if they were 15 and 20 people in the room, I ran those workshops and ran events and things like that offline. Then when I came online, I started doing everything virtually. I haven't found anything that works the way events do. Events and speaking, I would say. But again, if you're speaking to the right people, but events, you can curate your own audience. And that's the difference. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. Now I would love to maybe pull back the curtain a little bit. You've had a number of successful businesses. I'm sure it wasn't always unicorns and rainbows. (laughs) I would love to know like, um, you know, what was like a, a big, huge thing or a big, huge aha that you ended up getting out of something that maybe wasn't all that great and amazing in the moment, but ended up turning into something great and amazing um, or something you learned along the way that you could share with us? Yes. Well, I, I could talk about the when we had the recession and we had the low price competitor and we expanded and went bigger. That was probably one of the hugest decisions I ever made, like as far as like going all in. Um, going big. But so that was probably the scariest thing I ever did. After that, everything felt (laughs) like I wasn't worried again. After that, I'm like, if I can make it through that, I can make it through anything. But I'm going to tell you more about my coaching business, because what brought me to what I do right now and what I'm so passionate about. So my model is completely different from what other people are out there teaching. I have a top-down approach. So it's like sell the $25,000, $50,000, $100,000 first. That is your positioning in the market. That's what you become known for. That is what you're out there selling. And then everything else becomes a downsell. So you have other levels and layers to your business, but everything stays very high end and very high ticket. That's a very different model from what other people teach in this industry. but. I had to go through a lot of stuff to get to that place because I made all the mistakes buying into the little short programs. Shay, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in this industry to learn what I've learned and figure out there's a better way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm super passionate about it because it's not that I don't believe in a lot of the strategies that are taught. I think they're great scale strategies. 
they're not good business building strategies to get to a certain level. Um, And so people go down that path. Like when I first started, I brought in low value clients. I wasn't getting paid a lot. They were exhausting to work with. I was drained. And more than anything, I was completely unfulfilled because I knew I could do so much more with them. But hey, I was taught to create a 60 day program. And so those people would come in, they would get results. And then I would watch them go off to the next coach after the 60 days and they would undo everything that we had just done. Mm. Or I would see them five months later and they weren't even doing anything that we had done. I mean, it, I just see that over and over again, like people chasing the next thing. I call it piecemealing your business together. So with all of that, I, I made a stand. In fact, I, I I talk about this because I, worked with a coach, I said, I am not fulfilled. I want to stay with people. I want to help them build that half a million dollar to million dollar business. I don't want to just help them make an income. I don't want to just help them make a hundred thousand dollars. I want to help them make hundreds of thousands of dollars, change their life, have a bigger impact. And that was truly where my heart was. Mm -hmm. And I had a coach say, you'll never get any coach to pay you for a year. You'll never get coaches to invest in anything beyond a few months, maybe six months if you're lucky. Those were her. And this was a coach I paid money to, yes. And it was because she wasn't doing it. She hadn't been exposed. But the interesting thing is I was coaching small business owners at the time before I ever started working with coaches and consultants. And I was working with them for sometimes years, 18 months, 12 months. Those were the packages I was signing them up for. I didn't sign anybody up for a 60 or, well, I did at the very beginning when I didn't know any better, but. But then I was, you know, it was like, no, if you want help building your business and growing your business, it takes time. It takes time. We're not, it's, you know, I can, I can, like I used to do cash flow turnarounds with small businesses and I would get businesses that were bleeding money. Like, you know, they would be losing tens of thousands of dollars a month. And I would go in, I'd say, I can turn this around in 30 days, but it's a band aid. We've got to fix the stuff that caused this. So, like, I know the levers to pull to like get you in a better place. But we've got to fix the problems that caused this to begin with. And that is going to take time. And so it's very much the same way. Like, I think we've conditioned coaches and consultants to like, think about things short term. And that is such a frustrating thing for me. And it was a frustrating thing, but I finally just took a stand. Now I do have some short programs for the right people, but it's a front end offer to my back end program. Yeah. So it's a quick win with the intention that we're going to go, we're going to go all in. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm selective about the clients that I work with. And when I made that shift, everything changed in my business. And I felt super fulfilled as a coach. It's like, yes, yeah. now I get to actually work with them and help them. And right. because it does just take time, you, there's yeah. nothing that's fast and you can make money fast. I can make, make somebody money, you know, in 30 days but it's not going to take them to sustainability. It's not going to change their life. It's not all the things that I really care about. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It, it takes time. You know, when we're, when we're producing a a three-day event for somebody, it's like we alone on my team put in like a hundred some odd hours. right? Right. And so that's just for a three-day event, but we're already planning three months at least ahead of time. 
And then it's like, how is it all, how is the business plan fit in this event fit into the business plan as a whole, you know, and it's like, you're not just doing it to do it and be like, okay, I did one. You know, it's like, no, it's a part of the entire plan. And that takes time. Right. I blame Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. For all I do for all of the, the, the brainwashing that has gone on out there in the coaching and consulting industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I got shut down on Facebook right before the pandemic. I was making a lot of money on Facebook. I was closing a lot of clients and it wasn't the only place I was making money. It wasn't the only thing I was doing, but I got shut down. And so I really fear for these businesses that are building their whole business on a platform. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, it's so risky. So, so risky. I just had actually somebody, one of my assistants sent me a message two days ago and said, Anne, somebody's just copied your Facebook page, my banner, my picture, my bio. And then guess what? It was uh, trading. It was like, then they had, they, they actually did trading and crypto and stuff like that. And, and so that just happened two days ago. You're at risk. If you are trying to do things in that way, um, you have to just, and again, those strategies just, they scare me a bit because, but it's also why coaches yeah. do this, right? They're on that up and down or they're grinding it out. I don't want to grind it out. Right. I want to have a business I love and a life. Like I work part-time. I want to work part-time. So yep. um, th- that's what I love to teach people, how to build a million dollar business working part-time. Uh, yes. Okay. So how do people stay in touch with you um, if they're interested? Yes. So you can definitely Google me and <laughs> you can find me everywhere. LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel, but I, if you want to actually uh, reach out to me or book a call with me, you can go to my website, um, Ann L. Cardin. So there's an L in between my name.com. And you can book a call at acardin.com if you're interested in building a half a million, $2 million business with a handful of high level clients. Love it. Love it. And do you happen to have a, a gift for our audience today? I do. I actually have a masterclass that I would love to share. It really walks you through all the things that I've been talking about in more detail. And um, it's, you can go get that at expertinyouaccelerator.com. And it's how to bring in 25,000 to $125,000 plus clients in seven to 60 days. Um, And then there's other things that I go into in that masterclass too, but that's the gist of it. Beautiful. And we'll definitely have the link to that in the show notes. Uh, My last question for you is what is a takeaway or a memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today? Mm. Learn how to build a business and create your own economy. Yes. So good. Don't just learn your thing. I see a lot of coaches and consultants are keep investing and learning their thing they don't learn how to build a business. They just keep trying to fix themselves or learn it, get another certification or whatever. And that doesn't create your own economy. You need to learn business, marketing, sales, the things that are really going to, like, I, I don't, don't ever worry because I know how to go do things and make money. And that's where you should want to be. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being with us today. Super excited. And everybody here joining us as well on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. 
I'm excited for you to take all the lessons that Anne gave you here, all the resources, check them out, start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. So until next time, have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.